Welcome to Christian Overcomers. I'm Pastor Ben Heath, and I'm going to take you on a line-by-line study through Genesis 48. A great nation and a company of nations. Back in chapter 47, we read about how Israel settled and flourished in the land of Goshen during the great seven-year famine. And while there, we're going to see Jacob give special blessings to Joseph's two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. Prophetic blessings that one would become a great nation while the other would grow into a company of nations. And you know what? Many people believe these blessings live on today and that America is receiving some of the blessings spoken to Joseph's sons here in this chapter, in this very chapter. Let us begin reading. Genesis 48, verse 1, And it came to pass after these things that Joseph, that one told Joseph, Behold, thy father is sick. And he took with him his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. Okay? You know, they didn't have cell phones back then. So this is what they did. It says, and, and um, behold, one told Joseph, okay? So this was a messenger. That's, that's what they used to, that's how they, uh, you know, got in contact with each other. They would send a messenger or a runner that would run from town to town or from city to city. <clears throat> Verse two, and one told Jacob, okay, here's another messenger, and said, Behold, thy son Joseph cometh unto thee, and Israel strengthened strengthened himself and sat upon the bed. Okay, he's getting ready to see Joseph. Okay, he's 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 getting towards his last days here. Let's see what happens. Verse three. And Jacob said unto Joseph, God Almighty appeared unto me at Luz in the land of Canaan and blessed me. Okay, now now think. Think of the implications of what's being stated here. I mean, he said here, God Almighty appeared unto me. I mean, God actually showed himself to Jacob personally. That isn't something that happens every day. And that doesn't happen to very many people. Very few people get this sort of contact with Almighty God. Now, I'm not talking about very few people today. I'm talking about in all of world history, my friends. So this isn't something that we take lightly. Um, and, I'm, and I know Joseph didn't take this lightly. Uh, he, he's listening up, you know. I, I, and I just can't help but think, how many of us would love to be here in, this, in Jacob's position? Or at, I'm not saying right here on his deathbed, although, I mean, we all look forward to being with the Father. But, I mean, how many of us would have, I mean, would would just enjoy having the Lord God Almighty appearing to us in person? That would be amazing. Yeah, I mean, we have we have his spirit today. Uh, he's always with us and all. But, there, but there's something that yearns in the heart of every Christian to actually physically see their creator face to face. I mean, amazing time that will be. One day we'll get to do it. One day we'll get to do it. Verse four, and said unto me, behold, 
I will make thee fruitful and multiply thee, and I will make thee a multitude of people, and I will give this land to thy seed after thee for an everlasting possession. Okay, so this was God's promise to Jacob. He says, I'm going to make you fruitful. I'm going to multiply you. Uh, and, I, and I'm going to make your children and your grandchildren and your grandchildren's children and so on into a great multitude. And I'm going to give you the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession. I'm going to give you the promised land. Okay, I can't help but take this up to uh, modern day time and think of how much the population of America grew from the time that our pilgrim forefathers landed here uh you know, from the Mayflower on Plymouth Rock in 1620 all the way to the year 1960. There was a huge population uh, growth that had happened between those years. And after the 1960s, well, we know that generation. Oh, man, the curses that they brought upon us. It's uh, it's, uh, it's just uh, unbelievable, that 1960s generation. Very sad. Okay, I'm not saying everybody who was born in the 60s, uh, it was terrible. It was the parents, okay? My grandparents' generation seemed to have really, I'm not talking about my grandparents, but my grandparents' generation really failed our people, okay? They let a lot of things happen under their watch, okay? And, and that, that has reversed a lot of the uh, blessings of the multiplying of our seed, uh, of our people, and so on. You know, back in Egypt, I mean, they were, when they lived in the land of Goshen, they were completely separated. The Israelites lived isolated from the Egyptians for the most part and from all other uh, pagans because they had their own land in the land of Goshen there um, <clears throat> for 400 years. For 400 years. Okay. They're going to grow. Well, this hasn't happened yet in Genesis 48, anyways. Okay. Uh, um, Jacob is foretelling of a future population explosion among his family of 70 that were in Egypt, okay? All right, verse 5. And now thy two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, which were born unto thee in the land of Egypt before I came unto thee into Egypt, are mine. As Reuben and Simeon, they shall be mine. Now, what is he talking about here? I mean, these are Joseph's sons, not, not Jacob's. So, so what is he getting at here? Well, what he's doing here is very interesting, very um, uh, a very smart move that Jacob is making, probably either pushed by the Holy Spirit to do this or else told by God directly. But Jacob is, for all practical purposes here, adopting, adopting Ephraim and Manasseh as his own sons, even though they are his grandchildren, okay? Jacob is, now this isn't taking away from Joseph, so don't think, oh, this, this isn't fair to Joseph. No, this is actually great for Joseph. Joseph, this is a, a, a great way of blessing Joseph Okay, so, but, but let me explain it this way. Jacob is elevating the two sons of Joseph to be tribes of Israel. So Joseph would become not just the tribe of Joseph, but he would have two tribes. 
So what this does is this ensures that Joseph gets a double blessing and inheritance among the sons. In other words, Jacob is making, is creatively finding a way to give Joseph the birthright that normally belonged to the firstborn. Okay. A fascinating uh, strategy by Jacob. Again, we don't know if God told him to do this or if he's uh, doing this on his own, but nevertheless, it is from the Holy Spirit. Um, So he's giving Joseph a double blessing by adopting his two sons. And these two sons, um, I believe, many people believe these two sons actually represent America and Great Britain. Some say Ephraim represents uh, Great Britain and Manasseh, America. And some say it's the other way around. We'll get into that in a little bit. Some say it's the other way around. They say Ephraim represents America and Manasseh represents Great Britain. Okay. Um, I'll give you my thoughts in a, in, a, in a little bit here. Verse 6, And thy issue, which thou begettest after them, shall be thine. And shall be called after the name of their brethren in their inheritance. Verse 7, And as for me, when I came from Padan, Rachel died by me in the land of Canaan in the way. When yet there was but a little way to come unto Ephrath, and I buried her there in the way of Ephrath, the same is Bethlehem. Okay, if you remember, Rachel was Joseph and Benjamin's biological mother. Okay, and and Jacob's bringing her back up, no doubt, because it's Joseph's mom. And you know, he he, I mean, how Jacob loved Rachel. I mean, he's talking about her even on his deathbed here. Okay, verse eight, and Israel beheld Joseph's sons and said. Who are these? Okay. Who are these? He obviously knows who they are. This is just a proper way of uh, officially officially um, make giving this blessing off here. Verse 9, And Joseph said unto his father, They are my sons, whom God hath given me in this place. And he said, Bring them, I pray thee, unto me, and I will bless them. Okay. In the next chapter... Uh, we're going to see jo- Jacob actually bless all of the tribes of Israel. But it's interesting here. This whole, th- Basically, this whole chapter is Jacob taking Joseph's two sons first and separate from the rest to give them great blessings. Um, I mean, I mean think, think about what Joseph had done for the family, what God had used Joseph to do for the family. I mean, Joseph here... Um, endured all this, pers- endured the abandonment and the betrayal of his brothers by them selling him into Egypt. He he went through all kinds of trials and tribulations as a slave and as a prisoner and then rose up to be basically the next in charge to Pharaoh of all Egypt. And then he saves not only the world from the famine, not only Egypt and the world, but he saves his family. I mean, uh, there is no doubt in Jacob's mind that these that Joseph deserves to have a special blessing because of what he had went through. Okay, now now think about that. God, 
God will reward those who go through a lot. Okay, it's written about all throughout the book of Revelation. Special rewards await those who endure hardships for the kingdom of God. Okay, over and above what others will receive. Okay, when we get into the kingdom of heaven, it isn't a socialist kingdom where we're everything's equal. You know, we hear about all this equality today. Everything's got to be equal. We're all the same. We're not all the same, my friends. We may all be children of God if we if we believe upon him. But we're not all the same. We're all saved by God's grace. We Nobody's saved by their own works. But we are rewarded according to our works. Okay? Jesus talked about it in several places throughout the Bible. It's all over the Bible, okay? And it's right here. We're reading it right here. Verse 10, now, now the eyes of Israel were dim for age, so that he could not see. And he brought them near unto him, and he kissed them and embraced them. Okay? What a, what a, what a moment here. This great patriarch with these, with these two children, these two young children, these two young boys, and and there he is, embracing them and kissing them. Um, would to God we had patriarchies like this today. You know, it used to be that the man held a prominent role in his family as the spiritual leader, as the as the one who had passed down blessings to his children and his grandchildren. And now with the leftist movement in America and everything that's going on in our country, they're trying to totally erase the duty or the, the importance of men. Men leading their families. We've got this huge feminist movement. We have the homosexual movement. It's all aimed at taking away those things that are so precious to our to to family and to our country without the family without the without strong men leading their families our nation will fall so men it is your calling think of israel as an example here be like be a patriarch be a spiritual leader that passes on wisdom and knowledge of God to their family. Okay? Verse 11, And Israel said unto Joseph, I had not thought to see thy face, and lo, God hath showed me also thy seed. I mean, Israel was so happy now. Jacob was so happy. He said, I I hadn't even, um, you know, I didn't even think I would ever even see you again. But now, not only have I seen you, but I've also seen your seed, your children. Okay? I mean, again, he thought Joseph was dead and that he would never see him again. And, and this is, and now this is what he gets to see. This is amazing. A very great ending for, jo, uh, for, for Jacob here. Verse 12, And Joseph brought them out from between his knees, and he bowed himself with his face to the earth. Now, now notice this. Even in his elevated status in Egypt, 
Joseph still shows respect to his father. Okay? He's honoring his father, just like the Ten Commandments. Honor your mother and father. What a beautiful thing. Verse 13, And Joseph took them both, Ephraim, in his right hand toward Israel's left hand, and Manasseh in his left hand toward Israel's right hand, and he brought them near unto him. And Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it upon Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his left hand upon Manasseh's head, guiding, now check this out, guiding his hands wittingly, for Manasseh was the firstborn. Okay, so he's reversing it here. Normally you'd put the right, excuse me, normally you'd put the right hand upon the firstborn and the left hand upon the younger. But Jacob purposely did it the other way around. Why is he doing this? Okay, why is he doing this? Well, let's, let's read on. 15, and he blessed Joseph and said, God, before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac did walk, the God which fed me all my life long unto this day, the angel which redeemed me from all evil, bless the lads and let my name be named upon them and the name of my fathers Abraham and Isaac and let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. Okay, so he says, let my name be named upon them. And all these blessings from my fathers, let them go, let them be passed on to your children. Okay, it's interesting, you know, um, the word Saxons, you know, many of the, uh, the people, many of our ancestors that came from Europe were called the Saxons, the Anglo-Saxons. Um, and it is believed that Saxons actually means, and I think it's actually proven, um, that Saxons means the sons of Isaac. Okay? Now, is that a coincidence? I mean, that, that's what this, I mean, he is stating this as a prophecy right here. He says, the angel which redeemed me from all evil, bless the lads and let my name be named on them, not just his name. They wouldn't only be called Israelites. He says, and the name of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac. Now check this out. And the name of Isaac. Okay. So again, if Isaac means, if Saxons means the sons of Isaac, we have that being fulfilled in the Anglo-Saxon nations of the world. Isn't that amazing? Those people that came here and founded this great country, America, still carry that name because of what Jacob spoke here in this verse. In this verse. And then he says, let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. Look at America today. Look at this great nation in the middle of the earth. No other nation like it, my friends. Who do you, who do you think would be dwelling in a land like this. How did we get here? Well, it is my belief that we got here because of the blessings that were were given to Abraham, 
<clears throat> excuse me, and that were passed on down through Jacob to his sons. And ultimately, because of our Christian heritage, our belief in the Lord Jesus Christ, which makes us the children of Abraham anyway, spiritually. But I believe there's a physical component to this as well. I believe that uh, we are made up of, we are the physical descendants. Our ancestors were the physical descendants of these tribes of Israel. And uh, this is just one piece. Saxons, Isaac's sons, let their, let the name of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, be on them and let them grow into a multitude. That's exactly what happened. The Anglo-Saxons became great nations throughout Europe and then to this nation, America, exactly as it was written. Verse 17, And when Joseph saw that his father laid his right hand upon the head of Ephraim, it displeased him. And he held up his father's hand to remove it from Ephraim's head unto Manasseh's head. So, so Joseph realizes, hey, he's got the wrong hand. He's got the right hand upon um, the head of Ephraim, the youngest, and it should be on Manasseh. So he's, he's like, hey, hey. He's probably thinking his dad's making a mistake here. Let's see what happens. Verse 18, And Joseph said unto his father, Not so, my father, for this is the firstborn. Put thy right hand upon his head. Okay? And Joseph is just concerned. He wants to make sure this is done right and that this, there isn't some sort of a tragedy that comes out of this. Verse 19, And his father refused and said, I know it, my son. I know it. He also shall become a people, and he also shall be great. But truly his younger brother shall be greater than he, and his seed shall become a multitude of nations. Okay, now a lot of people look at this, at, they, they look at um, Ephraim, the younger, as being Great Britain because it says that he would become a multitude of nations. And they look at um, Manasseh, the, the other brother, the oldest, as being a great nation, like, like America. But, but I, believe, I believe it's the other way around, to be honest with you. I believe um, Ephraim, okay, I believe that Great Britain was a great empire. It was a great nation, but it's not the same as it used to be. The next in line was, I believe, uh, America, which was symbolized by Ephraim here, um, who became greater, okay? So, I mean, listen, Great Britain is no longer greater than America. America is greater than Great Britain. So I believe that that is why America is, America is under the blessings of Ephraim, okay? And, but you say, but, but America is not a multitude of nations. America is not a multitude of nations. I mean, when you look, we got 50 states. And when you look at these states, these states are bigger than most countries around the world. I mean, uh, I mean, you look at, um, um, you know, you look at each, each, I mean, think about it, 50 states. America is the United Nations. It's like a, it's a comp, or not a United Nations, sorry. <laughs> 
the United States. We don't uh, like the United Nations too much, okay? But um, America is the United States. I believe it's 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 um. I mean, I I don't think you could have a greater expression of a multitude of nations, little mini nations combined into one great nation. Okay, so I I do believe Ephraim is symbolic of America or represents America. All right, continuing on verse 20. And he blessed them that day saying, In thee shall Israel bless, saying, God make thee as Ephraim and as Manasseh. And he set Ephraim before Manasseh. Okay, Ephraim again was the younger one. Now that even makes sense chronologically if you think about it. Manasseh was older. Who was born first? What great nation was born before this great nation, America? Well, you got it. Great Britain. Okay? That, that empire was great. I mean, it, 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 I mean it, it, it went around the world. And now, what came later, born last, would be America or Ephraim. Fascinating, isn't it? Um, not sure why I'm not I'm not not sure why a lot of people aren't seeing that other connection there. But nevertheless, hey, if you disagree, it's not a big deal. Okay, we're just we're just observing and trying to learn. It's not a one of those things that's going to uh, you know be a, such a dividing point. If it if it is to somebody, they really need to get their mind straight and their priorities right. Verse twenty one, and Israel said unto Joseph. Behold, I die, but God shall be with you and bring you again unto the land of your fathers. Okay? And, and this would prove to be true. 400 years later, the Israelites um, would move from Goshen to conquer the promised land. Okay? 400 years later. Of course, under we, we would have the Passover, then we'd have the Exodus, and then we'd have the conquest of Joshua and the Israelites, okay? Um, that was foretold of long before it ever happened. I mean, this, this verse right here is proof that the Bible's true, okay? I could grab many examples of this. So for anyone to ever doubt the validity of God's word is silly, okay? It's very silly. Verse 22, moreover, I have given to thee one portion above thy brethren. He's explained to Joseph, I've given you a double blessing, which I took out of the hand of the Amorite with my sword and with my bow. All right, that's it. It ends with that. He gives Joseph a double portion. My friends, think of the significance of this. One thing I can tell you is that America didn't just arise out of nowhere without God knowing. I mean, God has a plan for this great nation. Oh, but, you know, some would say, oh, but Pastor Ben, everything is about the church now. God doesn't choose special nations. He, they mean nothing to the, him. He just is concerned with the church. Well, then, if that were so, why would the Apostle Paul say in Romans chapter 11, verse 1, I say then, hath God cast away his people? God forbid! For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Benjamin, or of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. Okay, God In verse 2 of Romans 11, he continues on. He says, God hath not cast away his people, which he foreknew. 
Wot ye not what the scripture saith of Elias, or of Elijah, how he maketh intercession to God against Israel, saying, and then he continues on. Okay, so God has not cast away his people. Yes, there is a church, but when you look at New Jerusalem, what what is the what is really the center of the church? It's it's an it's the nation of Israel. I'm not talking about the modern day nation uh, of Israel in the Middle East today. Okay, I'm talking about the you know you look at America and uh, you know the Christian nations. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, but anyways, verse. Jeremiah, the prophet Jeremiah would say this concerning Israel. If, if you think that, oh, it's all, it's just only about the church now. Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that they shall no more say, the Lord liveth, which brought up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. But the Lord liveth, which brought up and which led the seed of the house of Israel out of the north country and from all countries, whether I had driven them, and they shall dwell in their own land. That's, he, he didn't forget about the nation of Israel. Again, I'm not talking about the modern day Israeli nation. Okay? I'm talking about those 10 lost tribes that became the Christian nations of the world, then ultimately became this great nation, America. God has a purpose and a plan. Are you aware of it? Have you studied it? Because when you understand it, it makes the Bible come alive rather than some dull, boring sermon, okay? It's alive. All right. God bless you. Thank you for listening. We hope this message was a blessing to you. If so, please like, share, and leave your comments below. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, my friends, stay in his word every single day so that you can be a Christian overcomer. 